Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us, we have Becca and Justin of CrossFit Coconut Creek. Guys, what's going on? How are you today? Doing well. Thank you. Doing good. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Excited to have you guys. Excited to pick both of your brains because we kind of come from different, not necessarily direct industries related to CrossFit, but we meandered and found our way to the world of CrossFit one way or another before we venture off into the operations and the strategy and the tactics and all that you guys do to handle this business and hopefully grow. Tell us a little bit about what this is. CrossFit Coconut Creek, when you guys describe it to other people, what do you tell them? Well, I can, uh, do you want me to take this one or Becca, you want to take this? <laughs> no, Justin, I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, CrossFit Coconut Creek is a, uh, it's a gym in Coconut Creek, Florida. We do small group classes. Uh, principally, it is CrossFit training that we do. We also do some personal training on the side, uh, some nutrition assistance if our clients need any kind of consultation in that realm. And our classes are limited to an hour. The pitch is pretty, you know, pretty straightforward, right? You, you just come in, the classes are mapped out for you. You show up, you work hard, not a whole lot of thinking required. And you know, you're going to get a great workout that's, that's led by a professional. Yeah, I think most of the people that listen to this are fairly aware of what CrossFit is, but it's such an interesting brand because of the artistic license allowed to you club to club, right? You may handle your CrossFit facility completely different than someone in California, in New York, in Iowa, wherever. And so we'll pick your brain and see how this functions, but take us back a little bit to when the two of you became involved in this, because as I understand it, the business was around before both of you were. At what point did did you spark the idea, hey, I think I would make for a good owner of this and tell us a little bit about that transition process? Yeah, so I was a coach at CrossFit Coconut Creek when I was studying for my uh, certified public accountant exam. And so I was, it was perfect. I was kind of studying, you know, most of these kinds of gyms have morning classes and evening classes, nothing in the middle. So it fit my schedule perfect. And when I, you know, found myself being pretty successful as a coach, it was just natural to think, hey, I think I can, you know, step into this in terms of, a, you know, a gym owner or manager type of perspective. And the guy who owned the gym at the time, uh, I, I wasn't the one who started the gym. Gym was started in 2011. I started coaching in 15, 16. And then 2017, the gym owner came to me and was like, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to own it. I want to move to another state. Would you want to pick this thing up? And so it was really more a matter of it falling into my lap. And when it did, I just said, sure, I'd love to do this. Why not? Yeah. Happy accident. And, and historically, generally speaking, at least gym owners are not budget conscious people. So a little infusion of that accounting mindset might be good here. Throughout your time, Justin, it's been a handful of years now. What's been 
your favorite part about running this kind of a business? And then what's been the most challenging part or what's been the hardest part about running this kind of a business? The best part of the business is when you have a client who's been with you long enough to see the changes that occur in their life and, and, and they express that change to you. You know, I mean, I've had so many clients who have been with, with me for years and, um, when they come and say, this place changed my life, you know, your, your business really did take me from being 300 pounds sitting on the couch. I had nowhere to go. And, you know, that kind of person also tends to be a little bit more on the, they, they struggle with other things besides their fitness, you know, mm. bleeds into other realms of their life. And then when they're able to kind of get the engine going, they start losing weight, feeling more healthy. It just permeates to all other places in their lives. They become a better parent. They do better at their job. They make more money. And the, those turnarounds are the best part of the gym, best part yeah. of owning the gym, being a part sure. of it. Yeah. yeah. And so the on the thing, flip side of that, what's, what's the less fun stuff? I think something that a lot of us struggle with is trying to crack through the ceiling of revenue and, and money that you can make with a gym based on the size of it, the fact that, you know, it's not something that's super scalable, like a piece of software, right? You, you have to be able to provide value on a one-on-one -on -one basis or in a small group setting basis. And there's just only, you know, only so much real estate and so much time in the day for you to be able to do that. So that is just a continuing, uh, I think that's a continuing problem that we have. Yeah. That's more frustrating piece. Yeah, no, I, I think that's important. And even just the way that you describe it is not conventional gym owner thought conventional gym owner thought i'm going to build this facility it's going to be awesome everybody and their brother is going to want to train here it doesn't quite land that way in in reality and there's a lot more to it than back of the napkin math i have 150 members at 200 bucks a month right there's a lot more that goes into it than that there talk is there us, is yeah talk to us a little bit about the business as it stands today, you mentioned, and, and you rattled off a handful of services that we have. Becca, if I'm to walk through the doors, what's available for me? What can I sign up for? Sure. Well, usually when people approach us, uh, either in person or they're calling, it's typically to get in on some of those group classes that we offer. Um, I'd say that's, that's definitely our bread and butter. We've got great coaches on board who give you an awesome hour that you can really reliably get a great workout, connect with awesome people, um, make new friends if you're new to the gym and learn something. In my experience, um, I came on as a coach this past January, so relatively new to this gym, but I've coached in the past. And one of the most valuable aspects of my classes and of the other coaches classes is that education piece, right? You're not just doing things just to do them. Granted, that's a big perk of group classes, right? You just want to be told what to do and get your workout in and not have to think too hard. But I think just sprinkling in tactfully little whys behind what you're doing mm -hmm. and taking that home with you and over time kind of assembling this, this toolbox of knowledge about your own body, your own training and, and exercise in general. I think that's a huge, uh, huge plus side of our group classes. We don't want just, you know, mindless robots coming in and doing whatever we say. We want to give them a little bit of a, an explanation as to why we're doing something that, that particular day. Right. Um, I, I also think I'll add a, a big perk 
to our gym that kind of sets it apart is the approachability and the friendliness and the welcoming atmosphere that we have. We typically cater to uh, an audience of, of athletes that either you know, they need to get back into shape or they want a full transformation or they just, you know, they've got the kids at home and they want to fit fitness into their busy lifestyle, right? We're not necessarily um, a competition type gym, you know, doing crazy gymnastics all the time. We have some higher level clients who do that stuff and that's fantastic. I love that our programming can cater to them, but the majority of our clients are people who are really looking to make a change and get exercising again. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And I think CrossFit in general as a brand has sort of been a little bit misrepresented because people mm-hmm. only see the games and Rich Froning and Matt Frazier and whoever else and forget that this is an incredibly viable option for Mr. and Mrs. Jones just looking yeah. to drop 10 pounds and move a little bit better. Talk to us a little bit about the last two-ish years. Obviously, it would be irresponsible to ignore the COVID piece of this and, and how that impacted you guys. What was that like for your business and and were you able to recover any sort of membership hit that you took? Yeah, we were, we were able to survive and recover. Certainly it was, uh, yeah, it's impossible to talk about it without COVID. I I think that we did everything that we could to keep our head above water. Um, you know, one of the things that we did to survive it was we did equipment rentals to our Mm -hmm. clients. So we would provide the equipment. Um, The rental would be something pretty close to what the membership fee was month to month. And then we'd also provide a program. Sure. So keeping people around, keeping them involved and engaged. Now that we're out of that, hopefully we can operate with some semblance of normalcy and we're rebuilding the membership. I assume that we took somewhat of a hit. You didn't explicitly say it, but everybody did. What's been working for you from a marketing standpoint, just to generate some, some fresh eyeballs on the business and some new leads walking through the doors? Well, I, I'd say Becca is probably one of the things that's been working for us. <laughs> you know, it's weird when you get somebody People who's are a good. good part of that. Yeah. Exactly. Right. When you have a coach and a, and a person that's, you know, that's as amazing as Becca is and who really cares that authenticity, you can't, it's not, you know, it's not faked. It's, it's genuine and people will feel that and they'll be attracted to it. Um, but that's once, once people come through the door, you know, if we're, if we're talking about like outward marketing, you know, we don't really do anything special. We really rely on a lot of our clients bringing in new people or just walk-ins. Yeah. So, so somewhat organic, right? We've got, walk-ins i'm sure location is a part of that reputation has an impact here and and to your point people having a good experience and referring others that word of mouth type passing things along you mentioned that we didn't do any sort of formalized advertising in, in any sense so far do you think that's in the cards for you moving forward Yeah, I do. Certainly I do. Becca, I think you're more probably the better person to answer that one for us. 
Yeah, we have a lot of potential to tap into our social media presence right now. Um, when Justin uh, lived locally and was kind of, he took the gym by the horns and was very, very active on YouTube, featuring uh, members every month and putting out just awesome, so such fun content on YouTube. Um, that kind of died off after a little bit, mainly probably COVID and, and him moving away. But as a result, we have a lot of potential to kind of reignite that energy online again, right? So maybe not so much YouTube. I think that's a great avenue. But as you know, Instagram's huge these days. In my full-time job, I'm doing a lot sure. of marketing work on Instagram. And yeah. um, we really haven't been too active on there lately. So it's as simple as, you know, committing to a post a day, making sure we tag our members and get people to repost and see what, what we get from that. Um, again, pretty organic, not a lot of um, effort or planning required, although we do want to put out good quality content. Hopefully since my thing is, since my thing is education, I would love to kind of spin things off uh, in an education type of flavor, but yeah. we get people walking through the doors that say, Hey, my friend reposted this story of her working out here at this gym. And now I want to try. So yeah. perfect. Any, any conversation we have around marketing and especially Justin coming from the realm that you do needs to stem back to ROI. And that could be financial ROI. That could be time ROI. Everybody that comes from the coaching world wants to spend time and putting out content, but we need to make sure that that's backed up at the end of the day with some sort of return. Mm -hmm. right? Just putting out content is wonderful. At a certain point, we need it to translate into new appointments, new sales, new dollars. And so it makes sense, right? Stepping out onto a limb, spending money on Instagram, spending money on Facebook when we aren't necessarily experts there. Yeah, it can be a, a scary thing to do. And I think that's why a lot of our industry is really, really jaded by the idea of paid advertising because they've mm -hmm. tried it and, and gotten burnt or they've tried it and it didn't necessarily result in what they thought it was going to result in. But a conversation for another day. Take mm -hmm. me to the next step, guys. We get leads from a number of different sources. When somebody reaches out to you, hey, I'm interested in joining CrossFit Coconut Creek. Who are they meeting with? What's that typical sales process look like? Walk me through that until the moment that they sign up. Sure. So right now I'm answering all the phone calls and meeting all of the leads in person at the gym. Um, I'm their main point of contact and I'm responsible for following up with them as well. And um, basically we get walk-ins a lot. Um, we're located in kind of this warehouse situation with a lot of different businesses sharing the same parking lot. And we get a lot of walk-ins. Fortunately, one of a couple of those businesses are um, a gymnastics gym and a very, very popular cheerleading gym, right? Mm -hmm. So parents are constantly driving through, dropping their kids off. We've, Justin and I have talked about how many of the parents just sit in their car for the whole hour. So we had a, a potential client come in the other night. He said, I just dropped my daughter off. And what do you guys offer? Because I have nothing to do. Well, she's doing flips in the air, you know, <laughs> time to kill. So, so yeah, right now that's all me um, taking care of them and making them feel at home and showing them all of our offerings. Yeah. You mentioned before uh, that the majority of this is done within the group setting, people are signing up for this general membership, but there were a number of other a la carte options. Is that conversation done 
at point of sale? Is that conversation at a later date? Tell me a little bit about that. Usually I will mention everything that we offer. And a lot of people ask as well, oh, do you do anything for nutrition? Do you do anything for this? Do you do any rehab PT type stuff? So I'm glad that we do offer those things. So we have a good answer for them when they ask that, but I'll brush over, um, you know, all of our group class offerings. I'll show them a tour and I'll show them our recovery lounge. Oh, this is where we have physical therapists come in and see their patients or their clients. Um, and then I'll give them a quick overview for nutrition coaching as well. So it's it's all in that first conversation, just trying to make it as as comfortable and as casual as possible. Yeah. Are you, is it you that handles the majority of the sales? Yes, right now. What's your general feeling when I, about sales? I think sales in general in our industry gives people this kind of dirty negative connotation. Oh man. How do you, we'll how do you I guess, rate yourself or rate the business in that area? Yeah. Practice makes perfect. I have improved so much with my sales conversations. Um, and I think that comes from owning my own business the last couple of years and becoming uh, comfortable and finding my faults when, you know, I, I say the price and then I don't stay silent enough for the, the <laughs> yeah. client to, you know, give me their thoughts before yeah. I say, oh, but I'll give you a discount or something like that. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like practice imposter makes syndrome. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I think that practice piece is important here. I talk to a lot of gym owners and it's the same thing that we just talked about with the marketing piece. Like if you haven't done it, if you haven't put in the time or the reps, like it would be crazy to expect you to be an expert, right? You've gotten a lot of practice doing this yeah. and the improvement has shown along the way for the both of you. Feel free to answer this. Either one of you. We've got people signed up. We've got this membership. What speaks most or what influences retention the most in your eyes? Why are people staying with you guys for the long haul? That's a good question. Very important question too. Um, since I kind of stepped into this new role at the gym, um, I've been just doing subtle upgrades. We did uh, a shift in our programming. So I'm writing all the programming right now. And that was three weeks ago. And the feedback we got was insane. Like just enough spice to really, really make people say, wow, this is, this is awesome. And I can't wait to see where this goes. So we got a ton of great feedback from that. Um, just programming in a way that you know you're going to see results you know doing a little bit of testing at the beginning uh telling people like the thought behind the programming the rationale behind the programming what they can expect the next four to six weeks i think that's something that we were lacking a little bit and we were just kind of coming in to work out rather than train right there's that that very subtle difference um other things that people are seeing just again very minimal upgrades like keeping things uh Minimal renovations. I'll put it that way. Minimal renovations, yeah. making sure everything looks good, making sure everything's clean and, and things like that. A simple coat of paint can can make a huge difference, yeah. you know. That's where that cool. back of the napkin math doesn't necessarily add up anymore, right? Just in these things. <laughs> I mean, mm, it, yeah, yeah, even yeah. even little things in a commercial setting add up and, and it costs money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Take a step back from all this, guys. Our whole conversation so far has been where do we get leads from? How do we convert them? How do we keep them? As you guys look forward to the future of, of CrossFit Coconut Creek, what do you see? What is your, what is your goal for this longer term? I've got a, a few things in mind and I'm glad Justin is letting me kind of 
do my thing here. He he trusts You're me a lot. And I, <laughs> I really, really appreciate Take the that. horns. Let's see it. Yeah. Um, I mean, n- nothing crazy. We have a lot of room for improvement with our just overall uh, membership size, right? The number of clients that we're servicing. I, I think that we can get a a few new people in here every, every month and, and fill out our classes to make sure that every class has a really good energy and that community aspect is there, right? Kind of hitting that. My goal would be a minimum of seven members per class. And we offer six classes per day. Um, so that that's, that's a big one for us, just expanding our membership a little bit. Um, another aspect we need to lean into one-on-one coaching a little bit more or one-on-one personal training a little bit more um currently i think myself and one other coach is taking advantage of the one-on-one uh offerings and i would really like for our entire team to really lean into that a bit more and there some of them are newer coaches and don't have the experience or the confidence with that but you know mentoring other coaches and other professionals is one of the my most favorite things to do. So I'm, I'm here for them as a resource so that they can make more money and grow with the company, um, as well. Yeah. It's, it's an exciting question because especially in the CrossFit realm, I mean, there's so many tangible businesses to this that you guys can really expand in whatever direction makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. Are there always things that we can do to improve the core offering. Yeah, of course. Right. Mm. It would be, it would be ignorant to say that there aren't, but what else can we offer? Fitness is such a a fluid concept that there are a lot of things. And so Justin, I'd love to hear your perspective on this as well. Five years from from now, 10 years from now, CrossFit Coconut Creek, what does it look like? Where do you see this thing? Well, I, you know, truth be told, I, I, Becca is, you know, is here to kind of, take over the reins and eventually take over the gym, you know, um, at this point, I'm not looking that far into the distance with myself being an active participant in the gym or even an owner, you know, I'd like to transition this over to her. You know, I, I feel like I've been a caretaker of the community in my, you know, five years of owning and running it. And, uh, I'm more of like passing the baton right now to her and trying to, empower her and assist in any way that I can to support her vision. So in whatever capacity that is, you know, that's, that's what I'm here for. So. I think that perspective is incredibly important here. Traditional quote unquote fitness people, the, the grunts on the front line that open a gym because they like working out. Nobody thinks about an exit strategy. Nobody thinks about retirement. I love that you see this as a business first and foremost, but a vehicle and something that can be grown and transitioned and exit from, right? We want to, we want to make sure that you stay true to the idea of entrepreneurship and not necessarily just creating a a really intense job for yourself at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I think we need a little bit more of that perspective within the fitness industry. So I appreciate both sides of this. I think you guys really, really balance each other out well. That's a fantastic place for us to begin to wrap our conversation up. Before we do that, why don't you tell people where they could learn a little bit more about CrossFit Coconut Creek? You mentioned an Instagram. Is that the best social media or what's the website? Where can people find you? 
Yeah, our website is www.crossfitcoconutcreek.com. That's where you can sign up for your free trial class if you'd like or learn more about our team, learn more about our offerings. We mentioned the group classes, the physical therapy and the recovery lounge, as well as nutrition coaching. So all that information is on our website. And then the Instagram is about to pop off. So you can follow it at, at coconutcreek <laughs> underscore. <laughs> now we've got to make sure that you're That's doing my baby. your job. I appreciate your time, guys. This has been a bunch of fun. I really think this type of conversation amongst entrepreneurs helps the whole industry to, to get their thoughts and ducks in a row on what's important when it comes to running a business. I can't thank you guys enough. I wish you nothing but the best moving forwards. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we dive into the trenches with gym owners. We talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly sides of the business of fitness. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, joined by Michelle Gaffney from CrossFit Mid-Nadnock. Cool. I think I got it right. In yeah. Keene, New Hampshire. Michelle, what's going on? <laughs> Not much is going on. Uh, you know, living the dream here, getting to talk yeah. to another CrossFit gym owner, which I personally love. We'll try to keep this podcast under four hours. So okay. um, let's get started. So... Uh, CrossFit Midnight you opened five years ago. Yeah. What led you to uh, open the gym and go down this path of entrepreneurship in the fitness world? Um, it's actually like a really round circle. So my my friend in West Virginia, he's the famous arm left arm wrestler, had opened up a CrossFit gym. And uh, his wife started posting all this like really cool shit. So like they're like doing handstand push-ups and I don't know. And I'm like, what is this? I want to do this. Right. So, um, I don't know. I started looking up and I learned, I got my Olympic lifting. I don't know. I started messing around in my basement. That's basically like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then I had a couple of friends that wanted to start training with me. And so 23 people later, we we're like not doing CrossFit. We are doing like hit exercises with Olympic lifts. Yeah. Um, uh, not even, you know, whatever. And then, uh, a local gym CrossFit King closed down and, uh, some people found me, they were like, you know, I guess people were talking and they're like, who is this person you're training with? That's doing these cleans and snatches and stuff. And, uh, they mentioned my name. And so the members from the CrossFit King came and found me wow. and they came and looked at my house and they're like, this is really great. You, yeah. you know, but, uh, you need a bigger location because, right. you know, and I was like, I don't know, it was, it was really super scary. So I actually mentored with, uh, Eric Fasciani and his wife, they own three gyms. They, well, now they own three gyms at the time they own two. And I just kind of like, 
I don't know, I trained and I, I don't train with them. I saw how things worked. Um, it was a pretty humbling experience because right. I didn't have my level one and I didn't have pull-ups and I didn't, I scaled absolutely everything, but I loved it. Yeah. And um, I just knew, I don't know, I don't know. And uh, I almost forgot that I was supposed to be opening my own gym. Right. And uh, then eventually I got my level one and then I found a little spot and then I moved in to it. And then there we go. Love it. I love it. I love it. I'm sure you could go on, on and on about that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. A few things like, um, so when you first started, you were training folks at home, right? Yeah. Which is yeah. great, which is awesome. Yeah. And you had to, had to move, which is a good problem because obviously we can only serve so many people in a group model right. Yeah, right. in our house. So what, um, first thing, what was the first cross workout you did? Uh, it was, uh, it was actually, it was like pull-ups, wall balls, box jumps, and running. There we go. It was horrible. That's like 2010 CrossFit right there. It's my yeah, CrossFit. yeah. My CrossFit before they got that heavy barbell up involved. And I was like, yeah. And I went like this real quick. Um, very cool. So talk to us about that first space you rented. Uh, are you still in the same space or have you moved? No, I moved. Um, give us that journey of, because I, I love the real estate of, of CrossFit and fitness. Give us the journey of spaces you've been in physical brick and mortar. <laughs> It's been hellacious. <laughs> um, I bought, oh, well, I started renting this, like, uh, it was, it's a, basically, it's a garage. Yeah. It's still, you know, it's still open if anybody needs a place to stay, but I mean, a place to, you know, whatever, open a gym. But um, it is, uh, it was about, they said it was about 1,200 square feet. I think it was like more like 900, 800, but the ceiling height was there. I had a garage store and has a huge parking lot. So there was like, you know, potential for growth. Sure. And, um, it was dirty. I cleaned it. Um, we called it the go, go gadget gym because like literally everything was like hanging in second corners. Cause we need space, you know? So, um, I don't know. I stayed there for about two years and then I found the place that I'm at right now. Okay. And what's that space like now? Square footage wise and, uh, 3000 square feet footage of just like workout room and then like we have like I have like other space like I have a massage therapist and we share like I loan space to rugby guys I don't know it's, uh, it's pretty big yeah 3,000 is good and that's mostly usable usable space right yeah absolutely cool. yeah, yeah yeah so for CrossFit yeah you can do a lot I'm just pulling up your website here Michelle as we speak um yeah. I want to see what we got going on there but very cool so we know our physical space, which is awesome, you know, started and uh, talk to us about the mentorship you brought up earlier. When did you start with that? And how has that helped you in your progression as a business owner? Um, I, I, well, how do I start? Well, I, I think I started in like 2015 or 16. And um, I, uh, I just, I shadowed. I shadowed a lot. Like I never coached. I just shadowed. So I would shadow one and then I would shadow a class and then do a class. Gotcha. And that was the rules. Like, you know, um, and then I did them in both locations. Okay. Um, I got to see, and I still see, cause I still take a lot of advice from Eric and his wife. Um, and you know, like they've been very helpful and we've actually merged a couple of communities together too. Uh, like, so another one in Rockingham, you know, uh, CrossFit in Rockingham. So, um, I don't know. I get to see how he runs things and, um, I don't know, decide whether if I like to do it or not. I mean, you know, 
Um, we definitely like, I mean, as you know, like each CrossFit has their different atmosphere. So, right. So, I mean, he has like his whole different in and so do I. So, um, yeah. I used, and, to, I used to compare CrossFit's like different high school cliques, you know, which yeah. I thought they were. There was that gym that was like the jocks. There was that gym that was like uh, the cheerleaders. You know, it was always like this different cliques um, that you would see. And it's just like, you know, the, the, the tribal nature of it, I think, is what it is, which, which is, you know, which is a whole other conversation. But let's dive into the gym. So at, at your CrossFit, how have you been able to get new faces in the door and do that consistently? I'm in a really different area. So like, I'm not like in the metropolitan. I'm like, it's hard. It's, um, it's, you could, you could advertise and it's all about word of mouth here. So it's organically done, which is pretty cool. I actually like it because you're not getting 15 at the door all at one time and trying to figure out like, and everybody else is trying to figure out where they're going to get their space. We do have 3000 square feet, but I mean, you know, still some people are comfortable in some places and whatever. So, um, I, I don't know, organically, friends, people, uh, word of mouth, um, I don't know, uh, those types of things. Uh, yeah. yeah. What is, uh, what is Keene, New Hampshire, like from a demographic population, uh, like within like, you know, I don't know, five to 10 miles of your business. What does that look like? I don't know horrible um i am well i'm the only crossfit gym in the like 30 mile radius so 45 south Eagan's 45 mile radius yeah uh but uh it's um i don't know it's not it's not a thriving metropolis out here so um it's not a it's not it's not a place where i mean there is keen state college but i mean you know they don't they don't do crossfit so you know some of them do some don't um it's not well i guess it's not my biggest place to get people i guess um that was horrible uh it's all right it's all right no, i just trying <laughs> to get an idea of the you know basically your competitive landscape so being the only crossfit's massively important obviously that's huge in my town here we have three in my town and uh yeah. every other town connected to that town has one or two so the northeast is chock full of crossfit that's for sure so you get, you get a nice little competitive advantage of being the only one you know yeah in- i have I, I mean, there's like, uh, there's local gems. There's other gems that are in the area. I don't know. They're not, I don't, I don't see them as competitors. Right. Because we're all doing something different. Like spin, I can't compete with spin. Like how do I compete with spin? So there's like a spin gym. And then there's like a running gym. You know, all these people run. I mean, I we run, we lift, we do, you know. And then there's like the bodybuilders gym that everybody goes and bodybuilds and does videos of themselves. And I don't compete with that. So, I mean, those are, I mean, that's like in my surrounding area, right? Um, You know, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, the beauty with CrossFit, what I love is like we, we're selling coaching, you know. So I like yeah, we're not right. memberships, like so we get to sell coaching. Obviously, the product on our floor is like you know massively important to what we do. Um, but I do think getting more people in in the door is something that I always focus on. I would love to, uh, love to talk more about a little bit, Michelle. Have you tried any digital marketing ever? Facebook ads. Instagram. Um, I've done some, I do like, um, when I do programming, like I do programs and run programs, I do like triathlon programs. I do, uh, running programs. We do, uh, one in this area, there's like a big marathon and half marathon. So, um, I do that. And then, um, we do trickle in a few, but like those guys are, you know, pretty specialized. So they'll come in, we'll do some, uh, some strength training, but you know, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, I did Facebook. I've done Instagram. I don't know. Any success or? Uh, I mean, some. I mean, not like, not, I just don't think it's worth what I'm putting into it. You know, like I'll get maybe one or two, right. you know, but like I personally not, like I'm not getting, you know, I don't know here. It is, it's like word of mouth here. Like it, it, you can talk all you want, you know, like, you know, they're not coming unless like they see it for themselves. I don't know. And how you get them through there is word of mouth. Sure. Sure. I, I yeah. totally hear it. Totally hear it. I definitely yeah. hear that a lot. So it's something that, uh, is there a better way? And I just look back at my time owning a CrossFit gym, gyms and word of mouth is obviously super important. Is there any way you kind of capitalize on that by maybe, I don't want to say the word use using your best members, to uh, as a referral you know like, say you have 10 great members so like a yeah. big talkers big part of your community have you tried anything that where you sit down with them say hey if you can help me bring in a few members give you a, few, a couple months membership in return or any way that you could best use word of yeah i mean the community is great i mean they do i mean they they do it without me asking but, you know like they do like organic posts or things like that um I don't know. I've also seen, I've seen, I've also seen personally from a different side of it. Like I said, I get to see the outskirts of how people run their gyms by being in their groups and stuff. Um, I just, I don't, I don't, I feel like I, as a CrossFitter, like, you know, we can talk 15 hours. We can, we can talk all day about CrossFit. Yeah. I feel like, um, like the people that like all my friends already know I do CrossFit. Like everybody already knows I own a gym. There's not one day I probably haven't mentioned it or, you know, I mean, I love what I do. Um, and I, and that's the same for my members. I feel like they are, you know, like there's not one person that doesn't know that they're, I mean, and it's the same for runners, by the way, and for triathletes and everybody else. Like if you're doing something, you're really into it. You talk about it all the time. Um, I, I, I don't know. And I just feel like, I personally feel like asking those guys to do those things. It's like, I don't know, they're already doing it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Organically, yeah. you know, um, and, and they asked to do things like, I don't know, they, they put up a bingo thing and that was pretty cool. And I didn't think it was going to last because I've also seen that go really bad, you know, and then, um, and, and it went really well. They enjoyed it and they all got reward, you know, they got rewards. Some actually did like blackouts for it. It was fun. Um, I was, but I didn't, I didn't want to be the one to enforce it because I felt like, I don't know, like we're always asking shit from them, you know, I, you know, here's this and do this for us and do that. I mean, they already do by talking about what they're doing. Right. I totally hear it. I totally hear it. Yeah. Totally hear it. Um, very cool. So let's talk about uh, Michelle. <laughs> so get some, say we get a new member in the door, right? Uh, what okay. is that process like once I, I joined today, right? I just come in with a friend of mine or. Uh, you know, I find you guys on a website, whatever, no matter how I get in there, what's that process like that sales process from taking a member from off the street into a member at your club? Are you sitting down with them and then kind of going over what the past should be, whether it's PT or group, just kind of walk us through that process. That you, you um, yeah, uh, we, I don't know. First, we give them the tour, give them a little, you know, background of like what it is. And I, um, I, I am. I, we, we can compete. We're, we're, you know, we, we do, you know, strong things. Um, but, uh, I coach more so as like for full-time adults with full-time jobs and we can do really great shit. So like, that's pretty much like, that's what I'm looking for. I mean, it, you know, humble people wanting to work on themselves, be better humans. I mean, that's, I guess that's my approach. That's where I'm going. That's what we're looking for. Somebody who wants to be coached, somebody who wants to learn, somebody who wants to get uncomfortable, um, or not really, you know, but, but was willing to get uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, 
uh, I don't know, as so we go through that and then we talk about, um, you know, just basically that's the background of like our gym is like, that's the difference between us and somewhere else and the coaching um, that, you know, where classes are capped off about 10. I, I will never go over 10. One, because it's stressful as hell to my coaches and it's stressful to me too. I coach a lot of classes yeah. um, and you're not getting that quality that you are getting, you know, with 15 to 20 people. Right. Um, so, I mean, I don't know probably not the greatest moneymaker of all, but I mean, my, my, you know, most people, a lot of my members stay, but, um, yeah. So we go through that process and then, um, we, we try to encourage to do the on-ramp program. I, I personally have a hard time finding that somebody who's walking the door, who's never done fitness before. And then you're not only going to pay, you know, a hundred and something dollars for a membership monthly, but you're going to have to pay 140 something dollars to do this on-ramp stuff. Um, so, I mean, we explained to him what the technicality is, it, it, you know, some people are completely just okay with being uncomfortable. And so we actually give them that choice. So we say, Hey, you can either do like, you know, this one-on-one sometimes it takes like three lessons for you to get like comfortable. You train alongside, you know, a class that you choose to pick. We go over, you know, your goals, um, long-term goals, short-term goals. And, um, I don't know, we pretty much get from there, get a book. I uh, would talk about how like we record everything, everything's, um, you know, write everything down. Um, and it's also a way of measuring, you know, all of your fitness, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. I think that yeah. initial, initial meeting is super important to kind of set the relationship and the expectation and helps kind of, you know, tell them, just kind of curious the path for that member there, you know? So yeah. now, Michelle, you being the only crosser in a, what 30 minute radius or yeah. so how did you come up with your membership pricing for the group for the group the area yeah it's based on my area so i mean i know a lot of like come down and they say i should hire my prices but i mean it's the, it's it's like it's my it's my area i'm yeah. not in a metropolitan area right and yeah very good very good have you been the same rates since you opened no i've gone up okay okay how did you do that because I, I remember when i went up i did it i did it once it's always the same rate from day one and then about seven years in did it once i'd say a significant raise um how did you go about raising the price prices did you like just do it or like release an email or a facebook post or tell um you? well i i did an email but i also i grandfathered in there's some that been here since day one so yeah. you know sure yeah sure. yeah, sure. yeah. So, uh, you know, sharing rowers and, you know, barbells. So, and there's, you know, it's a good handful of those. So I kept those guys at like a promised rate and then I raised the prices. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. We always have those OG members that are going to be there from day one, you know, yeah. so like, besides the membership and the PT, uh, do you have any other ways to like send members to increase their, like, you know, their price per month or value, like uh, nutrition? Yeah. Extra programming. So okay. that's it, you know, um, I'm a big runner. I like to run. I like to do triathlons. So like, that's what I do. So, um, just adding things, just adding extra training to what they're doing. Um, some, some conditioning works, uh, do Olympic lifts. Uh, we do like, uh, we do cycles, like, so we'll do a life lifts. We'll do powerlifting program. We'll do a running program, a triathlon program. Yeah. Uh, we train some of the rugby guys. We had Keene state and then, um, the nan knock rugby out front. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Makes total sense. Makes total sense. Now we have the members, right? It's key. Have these OG members. I'm sure you've had members since day one, right? Five yeah. years ago, which is awesome, which is something I think unique to what we do. So we're doing a lot of stuff, right? As a, as, you know, as a CrossFit, 
What have you done to keep members engaged in your club, whether it's events or ways you communicate with them when they're not with you, like, you know, the other 23 hours of the day, just to keep people coming back, you know, day after day, month after month, year after year. Um, so talk to us about engagement within your membership. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty personal to everybody. So they message me if they need something. Um, I don't know. They email me, Facebook message me, Instagram message me, text me. They have all of my information. So, I mean, I don't know. That's how I keep them engaged. If they're not with me, if they're going on vacation, we talk about doing workouts there. Most of the time they're just on vacation now. Um, I don't know what it's, you know, I don't know. It's depends on individuals, right? Um, individually, I don't know. I meet them individually, I guess. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Do you, uh, do you have, a, do you do have plenty like cadence to the, to the communication where like, say like, I didn't show up for a week. Uh, would you reach out to me or, um, yeah, you, if you, if basically three days, I'm already like, I've already <laughs> checked you, your attendance and check to make sure you're good. Beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. I think that's a massive part of our retention, you know, and especially as we get older as a gym and a life cycle, like those original members, those OG members, we gave them everything, right? We gave them all of our attention. And as we grow, that kind yeah. of, it's hard as one person to kind of be the end all to everybody and every member as much as we want to. So I always find that's a great place to do events, right? Charity events, competitions, uh, Hero Wilds, whatever. What does uh, your event setup, Michelle, kind of look like? And what do you do for your members there for events uh, to keep them engaged too? Um, uh, the weight prescriptions. Uh, yeah, we up there, I don't know, yeah. Wait, and ask that question one more time. Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, no, no worries. Like events, so like you communicate with the members. Key, we have those OG members that we get yeah, yeah. to. As we grow, it's kind of hard to be that for everybody. So I think events at that point in time play a major role in in retention and keeping members. So do you do any schedule events, charity events, competitions, hero workouts, you know, stuff like that? Um, we used to do, yeah, we've done. We actually did a charity event for the former owner of CrossFit Kane. Um, and they appreciated that because some of those guys are from there. So, uh, he actually has esophagus cancer, not esophagus cancer, throat cancer. And so we threw whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, we, uh, some of the gems that I'm friends with, uh, or socialize with, uh, we used to, before COVID, we had like an in-laws comp. And so all of our gems, and there we go with Eric, with Salhegan and Nashua and Rockingham, and we'd all get together and we do in-laws and it was, um, so, and we'd go to each other's gym. So it was just us. So it was just our small, well, our very huge community. And we'd go to each gym. So we did Nashua and we did Rockingham and then did me last, well, before COVID. And then I guess we're, you know, Salkigan and yeah. 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 Do you see a correlation with members that participate in that stuff with them staying longer as members? Um, yeah, I think that those are the type of people that are in for life. Like some people are just trying to look for a lifestyle change. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. people that are, I, I think those are, you know, I get, yeah, because it keeps them interested. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I agree too. I think that's a great thing for us. And, uh, you know, again, something unique to CrossFit that you're not going to find at a big box gym or Globo gym is these events we get to run. So with all that being said, what is your plan now moving forward? What do you focus on today, Michelle, to kind of grow the business over the next 12 months? Um, I guess I'm going to start, I just started doing these programs. I guess I'm going to continue doing more programs. Um, 
I will advertise for them more so than I do. Um, just letting know people are out there, you know, uh, letting, you know, that we're running them. And it's not just cross, you know, just, you know, it's not just CrossFit. It's, you know, it's all of it. Right. It's like, yeah. Right. I mean, cause you, yeah, you do all of it. We all do. We all swim. We all bike. We all run, you know? I'm sorry. I think she just came in. All right. My massage therapist coming in the door. No worries. All right. Walk out of the way there. Okay. I think she's on the back too. Is this part, are you in the gym now? Obviously. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is like the massage room. That's my massage therapist. Hi, Christine. (laughs) Yeah. This is like her little area. This is my office. I don't know what this is. I'll show you if you want to see it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. This is the gym. It has that echo in here. It's got to have an, oh, I like the red, white, and blue. Yep. Yeah. So it goes all the way, doors closed, all the way around, tons of equipment. You got that. Oh, you got skiers. There we go. My favorite two. My they favorite. They fundraised for that for me. Really? That's awesome. That's fucking cool, right? Yeah. And then I have favorite. a whole other room in here. Those are my favorite. And you got the rig in the middle. Yeah. And then there's a little extra room. Yeah, I like it. Bikes. Yeah. Oh, so you got sleds, you go sleds in there. In the sleds, bikes, Olympic stuff. I don't know, more treadmills, but yeah. yeah. Rigs in the middle, rings, ropes. I don't know, we're equipped. You go people around the rig, kind of like for stations type of thing? Yeah. So before COVID, I used to actually have it up against the wall up here, which yeah. was like yeah. super cool. It's and great. then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the garage door is great. You have a garage door, right? I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all the way back there. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, you got to have the garage door. That's the key. Yeah. Open that door. Hopefully spring comes soon here in Northeast. I don't know, but eventually. Right. What, what do you use uh what do you use for like technology? Do you use Wattify? Uh 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 Zen Planner. Zen Planner, okay. Have yeah. you always, it's kind of been your always your go-to since day one. Yeah. What, what do you like best about that software as compared to like? I don't know. I don't know anything different. Right. <laughs> I found it just does everything I needed to do. I don't have yeah, needed to sure. do anything else. You're sure. Right. If, it's not, if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? Right, yeah. Does it have, I'm sure it does. I haven't used that planner in like a decade, but does it have the ability to like text members and communicate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I send all, I send all of my emails to that. I can yeah. also hook up Wattify to it too. Oh, you could have gone through that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with these programs, um, now what about the membership base um, as far as members? Would you like to grow that? Are you happy where it is? I mean, I always want to grow it. But like, again, I didn't want it like, I don't know. And it sounds, I like organically. I mean, I just like, I just like organically. Of course I want to do it. But I think that like too many at one time, they get lost. Right, right. Right. And then, um, I don't know uh couple yeah a couple at a time it's great one or two in a month you know so they get into the groove of things and then um yeah right concern um say you got 20 people came in the door on monday would it be just is it just you besides your massage therapist would you be handling all that intake process and all that um, I have other coaches, but uh, they're part-time coaches. So I'm, I'm full-time. I run everything. So, um, yeah, I would handle 20 people that walked in the door. <laughs> I mean, they, uh, my coaches would, um, I mean, I have, you know, they would, we would probably have to separate some people and, sure. you know, somehow, but I mean, we would deal with it. It just yeah. wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be great. 
right, right. Right. I mean, it'd be great in one way, not the other. Like, it wouldn't be quality. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, the best way I've seen it happen is we did this a couple of times. It was like a six week transformation thing or 28 day trans, like, you know, some sort of boot camp to get people started. Like, you know, it kind of, uh, even like a higher ticket item to get them started. So like, uh, but yeah, definitely there's other pieces to it. Having like the sales piece behind it where you can handle that 20, 30, 40 person influx at once, you know? Yeah. So you can have something down the road with staffing or maybe you take a back seat and you have a manager in place. Or yeah, I just actually, I had a head coach and uh, she just, she just left not too long ago. It's for good things. It's good. It's hard, but it's good. Right. Um, and so, I don't know, I just want to like, just let things sell for like a second or two. I have a couple of people that I'm in training right now for coaches. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it'll have, I have three right now. I'd like five. Okay. And when you had the head coach, how was your role different? Did you take us, did you pull back from coaching a little bit? Focus on I others? did. I, uh, yeah, I did. I focused on like, I mean, cause when I got the business started, I, I neglected a lot of things. And so, uh, personally, so, right. <laughs> and, um, I just was able to take care of some stuff. And so, you know, um, but it was right about the time where I'm like, all right, I need to get busy again, you know? Yeah. So sure. it just, yeah, it just happened. Perfect timing. Right. Yeah. So what, what are you looking for in that next head coach? What would be, cause I talk to gym owners everywhere, all over the country, all, all over North America, to be honest. And that, uh, hiring folks has been an issue, we'll say, um, and we can go down that rabbit hole forever, but what would you look for in like a head coach, uh, for your facility there? I'm looking for somebody that is, um, a part of the community already part of the community. I like the organic. I mean, I wouldn't mind, I would never turn anybody down that came in and said, Hey, I'd love to be a coach. Right. But um, I would definitely like uh, to see it more because I mean, we're, I think we're personalized. We're pretty personal around here. So um, I think, it, it, you know, it just, I mean, it's, I don't know, just kind of get into the groove of things. Uh, we had like uh, one, one, of, one of our coaches we trained and then at first the was kind of like hesitant of it because yeah. they were like new to him, you know? And then like, you know, it's all worked out now, but um, I don't know if that would be like that with everything. I don't know, but I think it'd be less intimidating if it was a familiar face yeah, or the members, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, yeah, I'm just looking for somebody involved. You want to do the workouts. If the workouts aren't good, let me know the workouts aren't good, right? Because what you're doing, I'm doing, they're doing, right? right. Um, and then, you know, uh, somebody who, like, uh, we all need, we need feedback. I need somebody who can give me feedback. Sure, you know, sure. I, like good feedback. So, um, you know, so I always tell myself like I'm the empire. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm calling the shots and you guys are outside of the stadium. You guys can see, you know what I'm saying? I've already called it like, and I need to help with that person to be like, Hey, that was a bad call. Right, right. You know? And then I'd be like, okay. Right? Yeah. 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 And I learned that once I sold my gyms, you know, you get so stuck in the box for lack of better words. Yeah, that's yeah. my worst fear. 100%. And somebody yeah. say, hey, listen, and you're not cool. doing this. And then, you know, somebody will keep in check. Yeah, totally a real thing, yeah. agreed. Um, Michelle, you do all the programming for the gym? I do. Yeah, uh, do you, I enjoy doing that too. Is that something you, just, you do it because you enjoy I do. it? I love it, I absolutely love it. Because I love yeah, it too when it comes together. 
exactly. when they see it coming together, like when everything starts to make sense, you're like, oh, you know, I love it. Yeah, you see a lot of gyms nowadays, you know, outsourcing their programming to whomever. There's 10,000 companies yeah, out there. Yeah, because it's so much responsibility because everybody, nobody's happy. Like no, no, never, yeah. everybody. So you just say, you know what, outsource it. Go yell at, you know, whoever, you know, yeah. or complain yell to those guys. Right. Throning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I always think there's a huge benefit to us as, as a gym and business if we do the programming. I get yeah. the outsource if you don't have time. I understand. But I always program too. Like, and that's for like a decade. And it's something that I think also keeps people closer and is good for retention because they can go talk to you about the workout. And again, we're, we're selling coaching. We're not selling a membership. That's so correct. Like, that's absolutely. Yeah. You have, to be, you have to be coaching, you know? Yeah. Um, talk to me about like the setup of... Uh, a regular class like how do you run it is there things that you like to do do you like to see um any kind of systemization to your classes we'll say yeah they come on time <laughs> um yeah we just we get around the whiteboard I mean, we get around i i actually all on them at tv so they just you know stand for the tvs we just we do the breakdown yeah. um and then scaling options i don't believe in just writing and like scale is scaled so, um, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't believe in like just sticking to a scale unless I'm trying to teach, teach a, a certain movement while I prescribe a certain scale, like, you, you know, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, everybody's different. You know, your shoulder could hurt. You could have fell on ice. You could have, I don't know. And you say, oh, this is it. You know, like I, I just, you know, I started pretty much prescribe the workout and it's forces like RX is to the, you know, higher athletes don't have to explain much to those guys. And then like the, there's 10 a class, there's like four RX athletes and the rest you can, you know, you should be able to sell personal coaching to those guys. Definitely. So it's like, you know, for some people like, you know, pistols in four different ways. I can tell you how all the ways I hate it, but I can tell you which one's better for you. Right. Cause I've seen you work out. Yeah. Yeah. How important do you think like, we'll call coaching like the product on the floor, right? We hear a lot of CrossFit's talk about the product on the floor as being the most important thing for the business, which to me is like the coaching and the little nuances of the class. How important do you think the product on the floor for a CrossFit gym is in their success? I personally think it's all of it. So I think it's hands-on. I think, I mean, that's what we're doing. We're personally yeah. training in a group class. So I think, I think that's all of it, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but no, I, I do think it's hard for people who don't want to be coached to be in a CrossFit gym too, that likes to coach <laughs> yeah it's a different thing especially get some guys in there that takes a while to crack the egg you know and that's uh that's where that initial meeting up front like i like i asked you you know a few 10 minutes ago or whatever is yeah important some things that i did i thought were, that i thought were super helpful in the class was like i literally started class late on purpose five minutes late on purpose um so members could talk amongst each other and like build relationships that way yeah so yeah we did do that and then like obviously you know, things like using that person's name is massively important. So try to get those touch points. Oh, uh, yeah, all those important. I'll just, yeah, all those. The socialization's there too. But I definitely am like structure in between socialization, yeah, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Organized chaos. I used to Yeah, there you go, right. It was totally insane. But uh, what about CrossFit? Uh, why did you choose? Uh, let's go this way. What about CrossFit's uh, the last couple of years? A lot of changes. Have you seen any effect, positive, negative? At the affiliate level, from like the new. What should we say? Is not going to offend anybody. <laughs> let it rip, man. This is like, this is like to me. Uh, this is a big part of CrossFit. I just read something today too, a CrossFit Games article that came out about 
uh, somebody trying to, you know, the vaccine piece was somebody going to Canada and all this sort of stuff. But what are, what are you uh, feelings on the changes at HQ and has it any, any effect on you locally? Um, I think personally, it's like when you, I think it's the same effect like when you took a regionals away. Yeah. This is really going to piss a lot of people off. But I personally feel that, like, when you took regionals away, that, like, I mean, most anybody who worked out of the gym could make the, not, 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 that's just horrible to say. But, like, I mean, if you're any type of good, any decent type of good athlete, you're going to make regionals. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's, I mean, you know, you're great. You're obviously making it. But you're decent. You're going to make regionals. And then, but that's it. Like, you, you know, and, um, and then I think a lot of people were sour from that, you know, because it was, like, it was like something to look forward to, right? Oh, yeah. And then it's gone. So I think what it did was like, it was a lot of egos. Yeah. Cause why, what's the purpose of doing this? They're not gonna get to regionals. Right, yeah. Right? So I think it, there's that wave that went. And then the whole CrossFit thing with Greg Glassman and all the changes that they're making. Um, I think a lot of that too, I think the last of, the last of that bunch, that was the end of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? That crowd that was really upset about the regionals and then the whole thing with Brett, I think those guys are just like, they're done. Do you, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? I agree. And like Dave Castro getting the ax, if you will. Correct, right? That was, that was shocking to me. Like, I'm a big shocking. fan. So Michelle, I will tell you, I have a Dave Castro story and about regionals too. So we made regionals twice as a team and uh, 2012, 2013. 2013, they had this crazy rule that they've never done before since. And I... Uh, it was a muscle up workout, seven minutes of muscle ups for like the three girls. And then the three guys at the same time were doing a three overhead squat max and you had to switch, right? And uh, you can only do three muscle ups in a row, then you had to rotate. So the rule was if, if you don't have two girls get three muscle ups, so six, uh, you were DQ'd. So they had seven minutes to get six, right? So I lied, the guys went first in the muscle ups. And uh, so we went, we did the muscle-up piece, and we came in second place overall. And then the girls went. First girl got three muscle-ups in a row. Second girl got up there. She got two. And, then, like, for six minutes, couldn't get to third, right? And then we, we got, you know, unfortunately disqualified. So I go up to Castro after. And I tell him it's a terrible rule, blah, blah, blah. Like, seven teams got kicked out. And all he said to me was, get your girls better at muscle-ups. And then walked away. <laughs> so, like, you know, that's right. uh, that's right. gonna be which I love, you know, and it's true. I just wish the DQ wasn't there, but uh yeah, you, you personally, right? Money. Yeah, right. It's a lot of money to go there, and it's like a big event, but uh yeah. You know, anyway, like yeah, that's him, and I, I love, I love that uh aspect of CrossFit. Love that part of CrossFit. So uh yeah. Now what about now? I know CrossFit has made some positive changes. I do like the affiliate meetings they have. Yeah, yeah, I've interviewed this. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna ask, what are those like? How has it helped you as a business owner? Because before that, there was no business support whatsoever. I don't even, I don't even know what those really look like. What is that? What do those meetings kind of look like? I mean, I think, I think they're on. I would like to believe that they're on to something great. Like, um, I do like the fact that like they had brought and they brought like you know a bunch of affiliates and together into a room together. You know, um, it was literally it was. Uh, it, like everybody was just like hammering everybody with questions, which was great. So like, you know, um, it was like, you know, what she was using, what, and who was doing what, and how was, um, that was great. Um, that was like in the break session of it. So like when we broke from their, you know, the lecturing, you know, that's when everybody just went out front and just like literally just started like making friends and, right. you know, trying to figure out like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Strange times after COVID basically. Right. 
Have you taken? Um, it? Have you taken? I think, it? I think it's cool. You get to see their faces. Like you know, if you don't go to their gyms, you get to see you yeah. see them. You know. Have you taken anything valuable like for the business out of those meetings yet, or has it not gotten to that stage yet? Um, I think a lot. I I mean, a lot of stuff that they're doing, it's great. But I I think it's really again for professional athletes, like they have like you know insurance and people things. Um, that's not we're not interested in that. Um, the uh, Phoenix program, that's great. We're starting that. I think that's fantastic. We're actually right next door to a recovery center. And I have one of my coaches actually, who is a recovery addict, who is, uh, you know, working on getting her level one to start that programming. What um, is that, that program called? Phoenix, the Phoenix program. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, and so actually headquarters is there now in Boston, Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix, yeah. 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 Sure. Sure. Very cool. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a positive change that the uh, headquarters has made with, with, with having that, like, but we didn't, we didn't have anything like that. So it's a, a right. And they're reaching out, like they're making, like, I think what another, what got like a good one that like touched base with me is like how they are like, you know, how CrossFit is like, you know, and we always say how it like helps us we do hard shit and then it's easy outside, those types of yeah. things, there's correlations. But it's like, like with speech therapy and talking to one of them, it's like, you know, you don't give somebody, you don't give somebody a barbell and say, Hey, pick it up. Right. You give, you know, you give somebody a PVC pipe, just like speech therapy. You give them one, you give them, you, you give them a letter, yeah. you know, and then you form that letter into a word and then you give them a sentence, you make a paragraph, you know, and so on and so forth. And that's like the correlation through like CrossFit. You don't walk in the door and say, here you go, it's a barbell. Right. And then eventually, you know, from this beautiful paragraph. Right. So true. Yeah. yeah. It's a great analogy to you know many other things we can do. So, uh, no, it's cool to hear they're doing that. And I, I think that's awesome for you guys. And it's, it's, I wish we had that back in the day, but I digress. So Michelle, last two questions, kind of big picture stuff here. Um, yeah. something nobody ever asked me back in the day, like, so two part question one, um, big picture. What would you like at the end of the day here for the business to be? Wow. Um, thriving, I, I guess, continue to grow. I mean, I, I don't know. I keep outsourcing, keep just growing. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to be the greatest CrossFit, uh, in the Northeast. So that was like, that was definitely, so like thriving, same idea. So same yeah. idea. I like to make friends, like, you know, just keep, I don't know, community going. I don't know. Yeah. Well, thriving is a great word. Uh, we, you know, I'd much rather operate out of a thriving place than a surviving mode for sure. So, uh, and then lastly, what would you like from the business? So this question is more like, you know, do you ever foresee yourself exiting from the business or taking a back seat or following some other path in the business as like an investment or kind of big picture end goal? Um, you know, so from the business for you. Uh, I'm a lifer. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> this is it. I love it. This love is it. it. This is it. This is what I'm doing. They burn give you purpose. Yeah, burn this. It, it definitely does that. Like it'll give, it give you purpose. Yeah, a, a tremendous feeling of purpose, which I think is uh, so important just to life and happiness and all that good stuff. So, uh, and we get to affect people every life, like every day of life. Like how how, how many jobs do that? Like not not many. No, I literally saw people making changes. I mean, it's, you've yeah. done it so every you, day. Every so day, it's amazing. Every day. Yeah, it's it's. It's probably the best thing that we can do and that we get to do. And it's, uh, yeah, like you said, purpose, thriving, all great stuff. Uh, Michelle, I think that's an awesome place to, to wrap it. Where can the listeners find you on your website, your social media? Where can they check you out? Social media, Facebook, Instagram, 
on our website. What's the name of the uh <laughs> I wanted you to say it. I don't want to mess it up there at the end there. So, uh, no, this is fun. I appreciate you. Love talking cross, but we could go on and on for hours. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe we'll do that off air, off air here in a minute. But yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate you. Appreciate you and wish you the best of luck. All right. Thank you. Got it. Listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Jimmy McKenna and Ernie Gobble from Union Health Center out of Terre Haute, Indiana. Um, hey, you guys, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing good. Awesome. Awesome. I'm excited to have you guys on. You know, I appreciate you taking time out of uh, that busy gym owner life and, you know, working at a hospital. I'm sure it's hectic over there um, to be here with us. But before we dive more into the nitty gritty of, you know, what you have going on at your facility, uh, first, could you tell us a little bit about what made you get started in the fitness industry in the first place? Oh, well, you know, when I originally went to school, I was in school for accounting. And then I had some buddies I was working out with all the time and getting more into fitness. So I switched my major over into fitness and that was 30 years ago. Yeah. And uh, so I actually have a bachelor's degree in life science, went to a local college here. Um and I'm a respiratory therapist by trade. So then after my bachelor's degree, I went back to get a respiratory therapy degree. I'm a leader of the respiratory therapy department, cardiac pulmonary rehab at the hospital, uh, remote po- patient monitoring, monitoring people out in the community. And then also the fitness center is looped in with that. So that happened about um, two, three years ago. So Awesome, you guys. And I appreciate having both of you on. Um, that's really cool. So Ernie, you got started years ago. So pretty much with like your passion of fitness and it kind of led you to this point. Um, your guys' situation is pretty unique. I haven't seen or heard, I, I've never interviewed um, any type of gym owners that are actually linked or inside of a hospital. So so I'm excited to hear what more you have going on. Um, I know you started the actual fitness side of um, of this industry 20 years ago, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. 1993. Okay. Yeah. 1993. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, yeah, so so you started in 1993. Um, what size is is a facility that you're working with? Is it a good size? 
It's a, when we first started in 1993, we were actually a very small building and we just moved into this newer building, which is a very nice size building uh, in 2013. And it's probably four or five times bigger than our previous site. Awesome. Awesome. So you told me earlier that you have about 700 members. Um, so that's a really good amount. I always like to ask is, is 700 members um, a number that you're comfortable sitting at or is seeing new faces coming into the facility um, something that, that you guys are working on? Uh, new members is something we're working on. I'd rather see a lot more in here. Probably yeah. double that, I'd say. Definitely, definitely. So you want to double your membership. That's a, you know, big number. And, you know, I, I love talking to people who have big goals with, you know, the facility that they own. Um, so as far as, you know, advertising have you guys how are you guys getting new members into the facility are these patients that that are actually at the hospital or are you guys trying to go out and find new members so i can talk to this one let me do that so yeah we have a couple different things that we do um so we are associated with a hospital that has about three thousand associates uh so a lot of nurses and other clinicians uh, other non-clinicians and a big medical group. So our kind of first line is meeting them during the new new employee orientation and giving a, a little spiel about what the fitness center, what it has to offer, the discounts they get as being a member, um, and try to get them to sign up to payroll deduction right at that point. So day one, we get them, maybe they just graduated from their two or four year program, and so we try to get them right off the bat to sign up for payroll deduct so that they can come up and use the fitness center during his hours. So that's, that's really number one on our list. Now that, and that's one of Ernie's big goals and my big goals is to increase the amount of employees we have coming up here. The other aspect that we have is the public that comes up here. And that's, it's really a lot by word of mouth. We don't do a lot of, of extra uh, marketing out to the public although they come in for the personal training and the specialized uh, trainers that we have, we do have a CrossFit building and sports performance. And those also have a little bit, uh, we do a little bit in the community with that, but um, you know, there's always opportunities for more, but our big focus is trying to use our Facebook page for a hospital and try to get more of employees to know that they can come here um, for their, uh, for a fitness center and we all of everything we have to offer at a discount too. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that that's, you know, super important just being on social media these days for every aspect of, of any business, even yourself as uh, you know, I know we spoke and you have a, a YouTube as a respiratory therapist. Um, I'm sure, you know, just being on social media, getting your name out there, um, spreading your message is so important these days just to, to be sustainable as a business. Um, yeah, but that's awesome. So out of most of your members, it sounds like most of them are all employees um, that that work at the health facility. Uh, probably a little less than half. A little less than half? Community members. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool. And what type of services are you are you offering your members? Uh, personal training classes. We actually have a small Pilates room, uh, cycling. Awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I looked at um, your guys's Facebook last night, actually, and was checking out some of the classes you have. And you do offer a lot of variety of classes. And I was surprised to see, um, you know, the CrossFit inside of there, um, especially inside of a hospital, usually they're, they're their own separate entity. So that, that's really cool to see. Um, now, as far as I know, you said that you wanted to get some new members in. Um, what are you guys doing right now to, to try and get those new faces in? We actually started a program a while back called UFIT, and that's specifically for the union employees. Uh, it's something they can use the they can use their HSA account to pay for because we're okay. taking measurements before and after the wellness screenings, blood pressure, heart rate, uh, cholesterol check, that kind of stuff. And it's actually a eight week program. They'll meet with a trainer twice a week. And full use of facility the whole time. It's two hundred and two hundred twenty-five dollars. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And I know I know you said that you're trying to double your membership. When you're looking at, you know, kind of the plan of how you want to do that, are you looking to double that membership by getting more people that that work within the facility to come, or are you trying to expand to? to try and bring in people from outside, you know, more general population to come into your facility. More from within inside the facility. More from when, within inside? employees total to work with and getting them in here is more important. Yeah. Right. Right. Especially, you know, working out of a health center, you want, I'm sure you want everyone that works there to, to, to be, keep their, their health in the forefront of their mind. Right. Um, so that is important to have them as well. Um, now, as far you said, you rely mostly on referrals uh, to get members in through your door. Um, are you able to track how many referrals you get in from a month-to-month -month basis? Well, I mean, we, we track, we, we use, uh, what's the name of our program? Wellness Living. We use Wellness Living, uh, which is new to us. We actually had a home-built program for our membership for a long time. It was built by some IT people here at the hospital. Okay. We flipped over to Wellness Living, and that that's really helped a lot, I think, uh, with advertising. It seems like it's a really good – and we got in, we got a really good deal on it. It was a few years ago, but it uh, seems like it's really good for advertising, promoting uh, through the web, through that website. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and I think, you know, references are always good, and it really – referrals, sorry. And it shows proof of product, really. So the, the fact that you guys are able to get some members through referrals is showing that you're, you're providing value, right? And, and that the, the classes that you're doing are working to the point where people are willing to invite their friends to come over. I saw you guys are on the fifth floor, too. So, so you know, they're willing to come to your hospital on the fifth floor um, to, to get a workout in. So, so that tells a lot. But that is, you know, the only bad thing I would say about referrals is that although you know, you in the first of the year, let's say you're able to get 10 referrals in, turn them into new members. Um, it's really hard to track. So it's hard to say if February, March and April um, will do the same. It's hard to tell if you're going to be able to get some new members in on a consistent basis through referrals. Um, have you guys ever considered doing any type of paid advertising to get more general pop population people inside your facility? Well, we, most of our advertising, so our advertising goes through our pu public relations that's within the hospital right. since we're hospital owned. So the main, we, we do a little bit through 
our public relations, uh, a lot of it's focused towards employees and employee health because that overall decreases, you know, the load on our insurance that we're all on. And our insurance, the hospital is actually sold across the city also. So, okay. um, but we are, we're, we're on a journey as a health system to kind of be uh, the all-encompassing, uh, I don't know how we would say, like health provider for this entire Wabash Valley. Okay. And so then we take ownership of the health of its community members. So I believe that probably in the next couple of years, as we'll be branching more out to the community, not only to bring them to our facility, but take our services out to them okay. uh, to, to build an overall, overall more healthy community. Right. And that's really smart. I, I, I do talk to a lot of gym owners and that's something I see across the board is that uh, most gym owners are trying to be some type of all inclusive, right? Like, you know, these people are going to go somewhere for, let's say, you know, a massage therapist, a chiropractic practic office, um, the people that you have at your facility, right? So if you're able to offer things like nutrition and accountability, uh, maybe you have, you know, ways to refer your members to someone like a respiratory therapist or someone uh, like a massage therapist, it makes it all that much better for you as the gym owner um, in order to be profitable and you'll really make that revenue that, that you need in order to, to stay open. Yeah. So, so what's kind of your guys's sales process. So when you get, when you get a new lead, let's say someone from the outside, obviously not a, uh, someone that works for you guys, what's your process from turning them from a, an interested person into a paid member? Uh, one of the things we offer here that we started doing this a long time ago to get more people in here is once they join, we give them four free personal training sessions. Okay. And a lot of that, a lot of times those training sessions turn into, they become an actual client then. Yeah. Yep. And that just kind of keeps them in here. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So that, that's your main offer, which is pretty smart. Get them in, get them some free classes. Um, after that, you pretty much have them hooked uh, to, to turn them into a member. Yeah. Okay, so what's kind of, um, are, are you doing the selling yourself, Ernie? Or are you training? I know, uh, I, I doubt it, right? I'm sure you guys have personal trainers on as well. Yeah, we have okay. several trainers here, but everybody, everybody does it. Sounds good. Do you have a specific process that you teach, um, you know, teach your uh, employees in order to make a sale? Or is it more so just stick with, hey, let's get them the free classes and then afterwards, you know, we'll get them in here? No, I don't have a process on it. I just I try to tell them to make it as personal as, as they can. It's called personal training for a reason. So yeah. I don't yeah. want them to go out and show them every single piece of equipment in here. Yeah. But get to know that person and make it a personal training session with and it'll make them come back. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Now tell me a little bit about, you know, the client journey for your average client that's coming in. Um, you know, if they're wanting to come in for weight loss, what's their journey look like in order to reach their goal? Uh, our first process, we'll sit down and we'll do this in initial health assessment with them, go okay. through their whole health history, uh, find out what the risk factors are. If they've got some risk factors we don't want to deal with yet, we'll uh, send a medical clearance on them. Okay. Get that taken care of first. Uh, after that, 
that's when the personal questions start coming into him. What do they want to do? Where do you want to go from here? How do you want to get this done? And everybody's got their own idea on how to do it. And as long as we stay on the same page with it, we're good. Right, right. Do you guys offer anything like, uh, you know, any nutrition and accountability or even just different ways to send your clients to, you know, more higher paid service? Um, because something that I've noticed, like, yeah, you don't want to turn your clients into a cash cow and try to get every dollar from them. But there always are those people that not only have the money, but they want better service. They want stuff like nutrition and accountability, supplements, um, you know, massage therapists, for example. Do you have any um, extra layers of service that, that your members could pay for? Uh, we do not. Usually, if, if any of us here know anything about nutrition, we just provide that as part of it. Okay. So, so they're strictly, it's mostly, um, you know, they're paying for classes and the membership, uh, to come into, to, as an open gym facility. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Um, so this is just, you know, one thing that I like to ask because it's a question that I think serves as a great talking point for everyone listening. Um, but what would you say is your biggest bottleneck that you guys are facing right now? I know that you told me you you plan on raising your membership by 50%. Um, you know, kind of looking back at maybe even the previous year, I know COVID was a lot for most fitness facilities. What would you say is like the bottleneck that you're facing now that's preventing you from reaching your goals? COVID was a big part of it, but we yeah. also, um, there, are two, there are now two planet fitnesses in town. There are three anytime fitnesses in town. Yeah. There's a Y. Yeah, no, definitely. Location convenience is difficult because people people will likely they'll say, "Well, I'll just join this gym because it's closer to me," or "I'll do this." And so we've actually got really competitive with our pricing uh, to get very close to what the like Planet Fitness charges. Uh, But then we have all these other services uh, that they don't, including personal training, which is really important to get somebody started. I think another aspect which I forgot to bring up, Alex, was we have a referral system, too, from our patients that are being discharged to the hospital. So that, that I'm, I'm over two different areas, pulmonary and cardiac rehab. Cardiac rehab, if you remember back from, like, schooling, there's a, a phase one, two, three different phases of cardiac rehab by, by the intensity that's needed. Phase one's inpatient. Phase two's outpatient. Phase three is private pay outpatient. But phase four is one they don't talk about much, but it's actually transitioning patients from cardiac rehab once they graduate to a regular gym so that they can do everything on their own without having to, to be on a heart monitor and all those different types of things. And that's really our goal is to progress our patients through this pathway as they recover and then get them to doing a gym on their own. So really a really good recommendation for other gyms if you have the ability to do this is to work with your hospitals and work with them as a a phase four cardiac rehab or pulmonary rehab type phase four facility where you can transition those patients into your gym. And I mean, then they get into the senior circuit, they get into all those different classes that you have that are available that are paid 100% by their insurance and then reimbursement also. So it's a nice, another nice option being linked with the hospital. 
Yeah, definitely. And it's a really smart system, right? That you're able to funnel patients that, that need that service at the end of the day, right? They, they need to be uh, hitting this phase four. They need to be taking care of their bodies. And you really are able to just lay it out in front of them. Like, here you go, join the, you know, the membership and, um, and, you know, get started. So, so that's really smart. And I know you were talking about all, um, you know, the planet fitness is opening up, opening up and uh, taking some membership. Those, big box companies, that's how they do it. They chop, chop their prices down and they try and fill it up to the brim. Really for you guys, just speaking to you, the way that I think that you would win over them isn't by cutting your prices. It's definitely by providing more value for your members. Maybe even raising your prices might be something to do, but you have to have the value in order to, to give to them, right? Because you are on the fifth floor as well. That's why I ask things like, um, what are the different layer, layers of service you have, right? Um, if, if you're able to send your clients to, to you know, be, better service, things like nutrition and accountability, maybe, um, you know, you have a nutrition program or different supplements you could sell or, you know, semi-private classes, um, you know, just an idea, just based off us talking, I think that's, that would be your guys's angle would be like a high quality fitness, you know, not to, to level down with, with, those guys who offer nothing really. I mean, you go to their gym, their private training isn't good. They're, you know, there's tons of people, um, you know, but that's just an idea I was tossing out there. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Alex. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, 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 of course. Now, as far as, um, you know, your future and goals, I do like to ask if, if you could kind of look at the next six to 12 months, um, wh where do you plan and, and see yourself on going? You mean gym wise or me personally? Fitness wise. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm down to hear your guys' goals too. I know, I know, I know. Jimmy over here has a has quite the YouTube going on, so I'm, I might subscribe to him after. Um, I'm no, definitely. But with the fitness facility, uh, you know, in this next six to twelve months, where do you want to take your fitness facility? I know you said you wanted a fifty percent, get fifty percent your members, correct? Yes. Okay. Do you, increase do you by 50%, you know, with the, with the summer coming up, what we used to be able to do a long time ago is uh, uh, 5K races outside, get some competitions outside is what I'd like to see us do sometime this summer. Right, and getting, getting in. That way to get the community involved, to get more yeah. members of the hospital involved. Yeah, definitely community, you know, how owning a facility is kind of like building a house. Like you start with that base, you know, and that base is always like, having a good product, something that works, and then going into the community um, so that you could get those referrals. Um, I talked to gym owners who were able to stay open for you know 15 plus years just by having a really good product and getting a lot of referrals and they don't rely on you know any type of marketing um, or any other ways to get to get members. And of course that's when I try and talk to them as well. That's like the part we're building the house, adding the second layer, um, and, you know, getting members to be able to trickle in from things like advertising um, and whatnot is just a way to continue building your house. So it's stable. Correct. Um, but yeah, you guys, I really appreciate everything. Um, I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up. Um, but first, before we sign out of here, please, you guys shout out, you know, your website or social media pages. Uh, Jimmy, I want your YouTube uh, so the listeners can find out some more info on your gym. All right, so, well, first of all, we're from Union Health in Terre Haute, Indiana, so 3,000 associates, 
provide many different services for this area. So that's where we're based out of. My personal YouTube is, is called the RT Clinic, R-T-C-L-N-I-C-K, and it has about 18,000 subs. I do specific videos of education for patients, uh, their families, nurses and respiratory therapists on different um, items that can be used or you may see used in the hospital or used at home. Specifically, I have a lot of COVID videos because we know that COVID was a, pan a respiratory pandemic. So um, a lot of information on there. So like, subscribe, buy some merch. Um, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Ernie, did you want to, uh, you know, say anything for your shout out? Shout out mom and dad. I got, I got no social media contact whatsoever. He's, he's anti-social. He likes to cut wood. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right, you guys. Well, I appreciate it. RT, RT Clinic on YouTube and Union Health Center out of Terre Haute, Indiana. I appreciate you guys. I look forward to seeing what you could accomplish down the road. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Um, as for the listeners, don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. Um, if you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. But as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.